Good morning and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office, where each day we read from our college lectionary readings and we ponder provocative thoughts so that we can truly go in peace to love and serve the Lord. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Dean of the Chapel. Whether you're a student or an alum or friend of the college listening at a distance, we're so glad to have you here with us uh, this morning. It is Thursday, September 10th. And we're looking at the theme this week of lostness and grace. And so today's readings for Thursday the 10th are Psalm 119, 169 to 176, Exodus 25, 17 to 22, and Matthew 15, 21 to 28. And today I'd like to focus with you on that New Testament text uh, from Matthew 15, 21 to 28. Go ahead and read that for you. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Well, this is a text that smart preachers know better than to get into, and so maybe I shouldn't do this at all, um, but I... I I love this text. I, I think, of course, there's a lot of question. There's a lot of ambiguity about what's going on in this text, what it really means. Um, was Jesus playing kind of a rhetorical game with this woman? Um, was he uh, was he uh, was he cruel to her? You know, when he he said, you know, I I didn't come here to give this food to the dogs. You know, was that, was Jesus cruel? And did this woman upbraid him? Uh, and then he sort of repented to this woman. Um, this text often puts Christians like me in a bind um, because it seems to give me the choice of, of choosing either Jesus playing a rhetorical game that it doesn't seem like Jesus normally plays, like Jesus kind of stringing this woman along, <laughs> or the fact that Jesus might have genuinely been rude to this woman and needing to learn and, and to grow and change his mind which also kind of rubs up against my theology in some un uncomfortable ways. So I, I want to say I don't have the final word on this text. It's very challenging. And I, 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 I want to stop shy of offering a, um, a word from on high saying this is what this means. But I do want to give you just a couple of thoughts that I think are helpful for me as I process it. One, according to the book of Hebrews, Jesus learned obedience. Although he was a son, i.e. a son of God, he learned obedience. And whenever I read that before, I thought, oh, I guess that makes sense, because when he was a boy, he, he learned obedience. But actually, the text goes on and says, although he was a son, he learned obedience through suffering. And so presumably, that's talking about suffering later in his life. Um, and so the fact that Jesus somehow is learning and changing, I think, is important. Now, I'm not saying that I know for sure that Jesus has learned and changed as a result of what uh, this woman said. I'm not saying I know that. 
But I am saying that apparently Jesus in some way continues to learn and develop throughout his life, which we shouldn't be, expect, uh, shouldn't be surprised about because he is fully human after all. And we continue to learn and develop and grow throughout our lives. So just have that in mind as you're thinking it through. I think the second thing I want to say is that Jesus generally doesn't treat people as a means to an end to make a point. Like whatever it is you think is going on in this text, be really careful uh, before you sort of assume that Jesus is like um, using this woman to, to prove a point. Jesus was not above doing this with the Pharisees, sort of tricking them in front of people to make a point. Um, and Jesus was not above calling out in the Pharisees when they abused their authority by humiliating others publicly to make a point. But Jesus did not do that himself. Um, so whatever you think is going on here, it, it, I just want you to say it's really discontinuous with the Jesus I know to think that he would be cruel to this woman and think, well, that cruelty is kind of collateral damage because the greater good is making a point. That's just not really how he works. Again, that's more, more pharisaical. Jesus, Jesus is radically open to others, particularly people who come to him in this kind of sincerity and faith. Like again and again and again, Jesus has room and time for them. So clearly, Jesus extends grace to this woman and, and he heals her, but in some way, I think he receives grace from her as well. Right? In some way, what it means for Jesus to be fully human is he, he receives something from her. He acknowledges at the end of their time the great faith he sees in her. I think it's a very important point for us to consider. Um, as Christians, we often are very slow to want to acknowledge that we're learning things from people who are not Christians. Um, we, we feel like to do so um, somehow compromises the sufficiency of the gospel. Um, you know, to, to say that someone has taught me something that, uh, that I didn't learn in Christianity or I didn't learn from other Christians, somehow that, that threatens uh, the fact that the gospel gives me enough and teaches me the ultimate truth about what's right and what's wrong. I, I want to be careful that as we're Christians, we don't uh, lean on the sufficiency of Christianity more than the founder of Christianity himself. I want us to be very careful about that and to realize that our... our um, our founder, as it were, right? Jesus, the Son, the, the only begotten of the Father, the one who shows us the heart of the Father like no one else, this Jesus was radically open to others. And it's important for us to be open to others too. Please don't hear me saying, I know what happens when I start to talk about Jesus being open to others and we should be open to others, is that you think that I'm saying that all religions are sort of the same and Christianity should sort of get off its high horse. I'm not saying that at all. There's something about Jesus that we see, again, clearly the heart of the Father that we don't see revealed in any other religion in the same way. So I'm not sort of saying everything's the same. But I'm saying be careful <laughs> that we don't, uh, that, that we're not more Christian than Christ. Okay? That we're, that we're um, more defensive of Jesus than he was of himself. That would not be a good place for us to be as his followers. We want to mimic his, op his openness and his love to people who were sort of outside the fold. That's who I want to be like. And not just love them, but, but to learn from them and to be in community with them that's mutually giving and receptive. Let me pray. That's a challenging thing. God, we thank you for uh, putting us in the world as your followers. And we take seriously that we want to be salt and light. We want people to see uh, you in us. 
We pray, God, that that might not only happen, though, when we have all the right answers and things to say to people uh, that might persuade their hearts. We pray that other people might actually see Christ in us when we do this as well, when we open ourselves up to others and when we, um, when we give ourselves over fully to a relationship with others where they also are impacting us so that we can grow. When we reveal to someone else that they've taught us something, um, that we're glad they've taught us and helps, helped us to be better people and that they've actually made us more like Christ than we were when we didn't know them. We pray, God, that that could be a reality in our lives, in our relationships with each other here, but also in relationships more broad broadly. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I promise, as I say, provocative thoughts, so hopefully this has provoked you for today and it's something you can roll around and see what you think about it. I'm always glad to receive feedback from you if you want to email me at michael.jordan at houghton.edu. Would love to hear your thoughts on this text or anything else related to the podcast. Uh, would be glad to talk with you. All right, have a good day. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.